Welcome to the opening episode of This Week in Campbell Football. With the head coach, Mike Minner, I'm Evan Budrovich. We're presented by Wilkinson Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, and GMC for this brand new season of Campbell Football. On this episode, we break down the matchup with Liberty, the 29th ranked team in the country coming up this week. We tell you how Mike Minner here has reeled in cats from all over the country, transfers from as far as Wyoming, from as close as Charlotte to this program. And we touch on the 12th man of this program, a scholarship given out to Dylan Ernie, the backup quarterback on this team. That all comes up right after this on This Week in Campbell Football. Let's dive right into fall camp, 21 days, with those 6 o'clock practices, by the way. Mike's not a morning guy, just so you guys know. <laughs> Getting ready for this Liberty matchup that starts at 6 o'clock. Give me a sense of the biggest takeaway you learned about your football team during camp. I think the biggest thing, Evan, is, is the fact that we understood how to compete. Compete at what level, though? And I think that's more important. Compete at an FBS level because we played four FBS opponents um, last fall. And so guys know what it takes and, and, and what it looks like and what it feels like. And so I think what you begin to see is the, the competitive nature of your football team. Um, you know, we, we got 20 people coming back, offense, defense, that started for us. So it's a veteran football team. They understand what we want as far as the X's and O's. And, and so I think that is um, something that you start to now be able to talk about other things, not just what you install. And you, now you're talking about, okay, um, how are we going to attack certain looks on a defense? And or certain looks on the offense, and, and I think that's when you begin to grow. Um, you, you begin to now get players coaching each other on the football field about what they saw, not about what they need to do. And I think that's very important too. So um, you know, these are the things that I I, I got to see this this training camp. Um, you know, guys um, beginning to show some of their um, expertise. <laughs> Um, on the football field. So it's, it's, it's been fun to see these guys go through training camp, um, learn how to compete, learn how to, you know, grow from their expertise. And so, you know, we're looking forward to seeing these guys on the field on Saturday against somebody else so we can kind of see how we jump from 2020 FBS opponents um, to 2021 FBS opponent that we plan this, this year. You mentioned that level of expertise. 20 returning starters for this roster with those four FBS games last year. What's the level of focus you're searching for for this team to succeed? Well, what it takes to um, practice and prepare. It's, it's not about the game because they understand that now. But what does it take to prepare at a certain level um, in practice? And, and that's tough to do. And, and, but you need experienced guys to even start to talk about that. And, and now that's what we're talking about is um, when you see your opponent across from you as a compete team player, you don't see the compete team player. You see a Liberty player that you're going to be going against. And so your attention and your mind and your focus has to be around that and not around, oh, this compete, this is one more uh, session of practice that I got to get through. No, it's. That's the Liberty guy, and I got to beat him, and I got to great, have great technique, great focus, and great energy. And that's what we're trying to um, get to and understand right now with this expertise of coming back from 20 guys um, being starters from last year. 
you mentioned this Liberty football mm -hmm. program. When this game was scheduled, Liberty was still in the Big South Conference. Mm -hmm. They were an FCS opponent. Now this team's 29th in the country. They beat Coastal Carolina last year that we know very well from early in the season. What's the biggest challenge of facing an opponent like Liberty? Well, I think Coach um, Hugh has done a great job over there. He comes in, you know, Coach Gill, who I was under, um, was there. They, they're above 500. You know, they're a solid team in the transition from FCS to FBS. They're independent. And so they're trying to, um, you know, understand what's next. And then now they get Hugh Freeze. A guy that, that was in the SEC, I call it the, the NFL of college football. And, and now he comes over with this attitude and this vision and this understanding, and he gets these guys going in the right direction. And so now they can compete with anybody. So this is a different football team. This is an SEC-type field football team. They're going to come in physical. They're going to come in um, athletic. Um, they're going to come in well coached, and this is what you see now. You 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 see a team that that has the ability to play anybody in the country and compete. Um, I think they was real close to beating NC State. Is that is that lost right? Point, you were yeah. lost by one point, and everybody else they beat, right? And and they beat convincingly. And so you know you, you start to look at them and say, okay, at least they can go in the ACC because they beat another one, Syracuse, right? And, and so at least they can go there and compete for some type of championship, you know, and, and this is the type of team we're dealing with. Um, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging. Um, they're well coached. They're a very disciplined football team. I think Coach does a great job of keeping it simple for his quarterbacks. Um, it's not a lot of different reads that you have. It's either this or that, and um, they just happen to have a great quarterback that if it's that, it, it turns out to be really good, too, because he can take off running. <laughs> so that quarterback you mentioned, Malik yes. Willis, he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. That offense for Liberty last year, as your D coordinator, Weston Glosser, probably tells you, top ten in the country in running the football yeah. last year. They yeah. love to run it with him and that football team. Tell me about the dynamic matchup of Malik Willis, excellent football mm -hmm. player, and your quarterback, Haj Malik Williams. Listen, this is going to be really, really good because you have two great quarterbacks on two different levels, right? So you have an FBS great quarterback who projected, I believe, in the first round right now, a Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, I think he'll, he's all that. I think the same thing with, with our guy. Um, you have one of the best FCS quarterbacks, and I believe he'll be up for whatever the Heisman is for the FCS. The Walter Payton Award. The Walter Payton Award, he'll be up for that. And, and so you got two dynamic quarterbacks. If you're going to try to upset an FBS team, one of the seven things you must do is your quarterback must play well. He, he must play better than the other one uh, at the FBS level. And so this, this is going to be the challenge, right? How, how can uh, our guy outplay their guy? And that's, a, that's a tall challenge. Um, but that's what we're going to have to do if we're going to try to go in there and, and, and win this game is, is our quarterback got to outplay their quarterback. Uh, what makes him dynamic is not only he can run, okay, we know that, but he does it on third downs. He don't do it on first down, second down. He do it on third down, and it's third and 10, third and 12, third and 13. So the defense is like, okay, we got him. We got him where we want. We're going to play some coverage, and then it's 
guy just breaks down the field and gets 14 when he needed 13, or he get 25 when he needed 24. That is what breaks on defense. It's when a quarterback can take off running and get the first down when it's third and long. And that's what we got to be ready for. Um, now, I know him. He got to show the NFL scouts he can throw the football. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't be running around like that in the NFL. So he has to show that he can throw the football from the pocket, maneuver the pocket, throw it down the field. And um, I'm sure that's what he's going to do more with us um, early on is, is he, he's going to try to deliver the football to his receivers um, down the football field. So we got to stay in coverage. We got to be really good there. And um, if he take off running, we got to tackle him. That's the other part, right? So it's not, you know he's taking it off running, but now you got to tackle this big old guy that has his speed coming at you. He runs, and, um, and so he's a nightmare, you know? When I was playing, I did not want to play quarterbacks like this, okay? Because he, these guys can, can hurt you in so many different ways. And by the way, he has a great arm. No doubt. On the run, he can throw it 60 yards on the money every time. Well, I mean, what you do with that, man? You just hope and pray that he missed some of them throws that he'd make. You mentioned one of seven steps mm -hmm. to beat an FBS program. This team mm -hmm. was within an extra point conversion yeah. of winning that game last year at Georgia Southern. What's the synopsis or the basic theory of beating an FBS team? Well, one, you got to be a top-tier FCS football team. If you're not that, you don't even have a chance, right? Um, the other one is your quarterback has to out play the other quarterback. He got to be very efficient. You can't turn the ball over. But when they do, you got to take advantage of those situations. Um, and you got to be able to run the ball better than them. And, and if you get these formulas going, then all of a sudden you have a chance. And that's what happened. And then red zone. You got to be able to play great red zone defense and keep them out of the end zone and make them kick field goals or get nothing. Now you got a chance to continue to um, do what you so need to do. So these formulas are things yes. you bring up in your team meetings mm -hmm. and address with your players. Absolutely, and my coaches, because we have to, right? Um, they got to understand what it takes to, to overcome this, this giant that you're about to go play. And um, these are the things that we focused on. I mean, can we do that? Now, when you're a well-coached FBS football team, then you don't do those things that, that an FCS team needs you to do in order to upset you. And, and I think, uh, you know, when you're looking at Liberty, this is the type of football team um, that you have. They, they coming in riding a, a big time season next, um, last year, and, and they looking to, you know, bust the BCS right now, right? And, and, and they starting out at home against Campbell, and they're gonna be ready to go. And I told my guys, don't go in there thinking they're gonna overlook you. But they've been watching film too. They understand what we are, and so, what, what you got to understand is they're going to come with their best game. You better come with your best game. And then we'll just see how it folds out at the end. You mentioned your ties to Liberty. Mike Mooner was the former special teams coach yeah. for that program. Took the job here in yeah. 2012 and got started that next season. Mike, when you think back to that time, what have you learned in terms of growth from that version of Mike Mooner, an early coach in his career, to now as a ninth-year head coach? Well, you know, when, when I was a young coach, I believe that we're going to win right, right away, right? And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that you learn is it's a process. And you learn the process as a coach. I knew the process as a player, 
now I needed to learn the process as a coach. And so um, that, that's a, the difference between me now and me, you know, nine years ago is I understand the process of what it, what it takes to build the type of program that could be sustainable and the type of program that can win championships. Um, and, I, and I think the, the, the other thing is I know what I need around me. Okay, so as a player, you don't get to pick and choose what players play with you because that's not your job. Your job is to play with whoever's there. Well, as a coach, you get to pick and choose, but you don't get to play with them. <laughs> so, so you got to bring in the right people. Um, that's what I know uh, more today than I knew is personnel. Things are ran by people. If you have the right people, you have the great people, then your program is going to be okay. So it's all about people, and you got to get the right people around you, um, coaching staff, support staff, players, and, and then you begin to, uh, you know, work out your vision, whatever that is. And so I, I think that's the difference of me today and back then is I know what type of person that it takes to win championships in college football. You mentioned assembling a roster. Well, this summer, you and your staff have gone to work. I'm going to read a list of programs that have transferred to Campbell here in the last year. Charlotte, Central Michigan, FIU, Old Dominion, Penn State of the Power Five, Southern Illinois, South Alabama, Wake Forest, and Wyoming. What's been the buy-in from these players to come to your program? Well, I think the biggest thing is people. <laughs> they meet the coaching staff. They meet the support staff. They get to meet the head coach. They, meet, they get to meet our sports psychologists. When, when you meet the people and the energy is the same, the spirit is the same, it's this, it's this spirit of excellence that's, that's in your people, it don't matter about buildings. It don't matter where you're at, Bowie's Creek or, or um, you know, Happy Valley. It doesn't matter. At that I thought point. he was going to say Lincoln, Nebraska, by the right, way. I right. thought he was going to slip that Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't slip that in because I haven't got a Lincoln, Nebraska player yet. Okay, but we coming. Um, so, so when you look at that, that's that's what you begin to understand. What separate us from everybody else is, is we got the right people, and and um, these parents they feel that they have already been through the process. I already been recruited. I, I already know the sell pitches. I'm not in that no more. I want people who love me and who's going to take care of me, and who's going to unlock my greatness. That's what I'm looking for now. And so that's why it's so easy for us to go all over the country and get everybody to come to Bowie's Creek because they understand that us as a staff and us as a support staff, we love you. And our job, number one job and only job, is to unlock your greatness. And so that's what we, that's what we do, and that's what we sell, and that's who we are. And so parents love that, and they, they want their son and their son want to come to us because of that. And my job right now is to remind you of a great message from our friends at Wilkinson, Chevrolet, Cadillac, GMC, and Buick. And here's a message for you. Back here with the head football coach, Mike Minner, on This Week in Campbell Football. Week one of the season against Liberty. And during fall camp, Coach, you have enabled this new program called the 12th Man to honor players who go beyond the program, what they mean to this team. And Dylan Ernie, one of the quarterbacks on this group, was awarded a scholarship which is a great moment, such a fun, engaging opportunity. But what stood out about Dylan to earn that scholarship? Well, the, the 12th man is about what we stand for in this program. And it's about the cornerstones, industriousness and enthusiasm. Do you bring the attitude of, I'm gonna come to work every day and I'm gonna work as hard as I can, 
But not only that, but also with a purpose and a plan. I'm not just coming to practice or going across the street in the academic arena or just in the community. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing all I have where every, everywhere I go. And, and, um, and I have passion about it. So the enthusiasm about what you're doing. This is what Ernie Dillon is all about. He brought, he brings that every day. Um, and, you know, everybody's excited about having him on our football team. He's our third quarterback where he can go anywhere and start. He decided to tough it out here, um, pay his dues, um, and every day bring them cornerstones. And, and that's what we're looking for in the 12th man. And, and, and you know, what better person um, or better way to, to um, honor someone is with some money and because they've earned it. And, and so it shows other kids that come walk on at our program. If you do the right things, you pay the dues, you get an opportunity. And that's all you want in life is an opportunity um, to, to um, better yourself and your situation. And so, you know, Ernie uh, Dillon was able to do that. And so we, we're excited to... Coach, I know you call him Ernie. You know his first name is, is Dillon, though, correct? Dylan Ernie, I'm sorry. I'm, no, it's I'm, all good. I just I'm wanted, all over the place, right? So he's known as Ernie around the corner, right, right. and Mike says Ernie, and he comes calling. So yeah. Dylan Ernie is, Ernie is the quarterback. Yeah, Dylan Ernie, not Ernie Dylan. Um, I, I kind of went backwards on you guys. It's the British form yeah. structure, last name, comma, first. But, Coach, I, right. I do appreciate the insight. Yeah, yes. You mentioned opportunities. Uh-huh. And for Caleb Snead, the receiver from Lynchburg, Virginia, grew up yeah. five minutes from that stadium. Mm. He has always wanted to play that program and have mm. an opportunity to compete. For you as a coach, to have a player that motivated and that fired up to play in a game, how promising is it to know your player's locked in like Caleb Snead? I think the biggest thing is, is that he's a playmaker for us. And um, it's going to fire him up even more. The other thing is he's missed a whole season. And so he hasn't played a game since 2019. That's going to fire him up. And, and by the way, we, we get to go home and play in front of everybody who saw me in high school, every, everybody who doubted me um, as I was growing up. And now I get to come back and show you guys the final product of all these years of training in college uh, here at Campbell University and, and what type of football player I am today and not the same kid that I was in high school. And so um, this is going to be a great opportunity for him. You know, I'm going to have to calm him down because he's already an emotional, passionate guy anyway. i got to calm him down and just let him play his game and let his game come to him as he go. Um, you know, through this through this ball game on, on Saturday. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see him um, play, go back home, and I'm sure you're going to have about 100 people there to, to watch him. Um, and um, I'm sure growing up in that area and growing up um, in, in Lynchburg, you, you always knew the Flames. And so I'm sure that he might want to play for them growing up. And, and, now and, and does that a, relate at all to your career, being uh, from Lawton, Oklahoma, and playing the Sooners? We were so good, Evan, that it didn't even matter. Like, like we was going back to Oklahoma, and we was going to – I didn't even get excited about that, you know, because we were really, really good. It's kind of like they are now <laughs> – Oklahoma is to us at Nebraska. Um, you know, you, you don't even get excited about, you know, beating up your hometown. You already know it's going to happen, and they know it's going to happen. So um, a little bit different. I mean, you know, Caleb, he's going in there as an underdog. 
and, and he want to prove something. We already knew we were going to beat Oklahoma, so we had nothing to prove. So it wasn't fun. It really has been since November of 2019 that Caleb Snee played. Of course, remember his big game at Troy, his breakout effort yeah. early that season. And Coach, another player who has Liberty ties, Ridge Boykin, an original yeah. signee of that program, bounced around to a couple places but came to you three years ago and has now gotten himself back in the main rotation on the defensive line. What does his story say about the mental toughness of your team to resolve and stick with it for a sixth year and now be in the rotation? Well, that's what Camel's all about. Camel's all about those people who you know, sometimes go somewhere else, didn't, it, it doesn't work out. Um, and we give you a second chance to rediscover who you are and um, to be able to improve, to become the person you knew you were, right? And, and that's really what, what Camel is all about. We, we, we giving people opportunity to come, develop, and unlock their greatness. And that's what Ridge Borkins have done. Um, if you just saw him three years ago, you would not believe that the guy that you're going to see on Saturday is the same guy. But, but sometimes it takes time for people to develop and unlock their greatness, and that's what Camel is all about. We've talked about the 20 returning starters. We've mentioned the litany of names that are transferring to this program. Who are you, head coach Mike Minner, most excited to see this upcoming season? All of them. Oh, that's, that's a coach. Yeah, answer. no, I who, who's, who's the player that you go, this kid could be great this year? Who's going to have a, a year that might sneak up on people? None is going to sneak up on you. You all going to see them, and you're going to say, I see why. I see why Coach Mentor went and got them, right? I mean, all of them, man. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, Crow, he's going to be amazing for, you know, the kid that transferred from Wyoming. He's going to be Agent Zero as well. And yeah, the new numbers yeah. This year in See, he's so good that we gave him zero right away. We like, you know, um, I told him he reminded me of Steve Smith, man, the way he, he played the game, the way he attacked the defense. He's always on go. He's always on 10. That's going to be a guy that you guys going to hear a lot of zero, Agent Zero, you know, crow with the catch, crow with the touchdown. That's what you're going to hear. Um, on offense and then defense, I think we got like seven, eight <laughs> transfers. They all playing. They all going to be impact players. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to getting them on the field because now our depth on defense becomes um, that, that, that much um, greater. And that's really what you got to have. If you're going to try to win a championship, you better have great depth. And I think all these guys that we've um, brought on our team from the transfer um, um, portal. It, it's been great and it's helped our depth become really, really good too deep. Certainly the one-year transfer window in the NCAA has opened up this roster. Yeah. And as we saw at times last year, first half, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, very strong. Yes. Second half, players get worn down, the depth is not there. So mm -hmm. it'll be neat this year in an FCS season when you have 50 to 60 fully scholarship guys, how this team will unfold. We're going to need it. Because, Evan, guess what? We, when we get later on in this season, you got the, you know, the number one team that's, that's picked in Mammon. You got the number two. The next week, you got the number two team that's picked in Kennesaw State. And then, uh, well, well and the James next Madison. week, well, the next week, you got Charleston Southern, who was the fourth team picked. So you got one, two, and four. And then, just like you just said, you got JMU, the number one team in FBS all in the four weeks that we got going on right there. And so we are excited about our season, our schedule, the opportunity, um, you know, the, 
the challenge, it's all there. 2021, it's, it's, it's going to be fun, and we're going to kick it off on Saturday at 6 o'clock in Lynchburg and, um, you know, against one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Well, to add to his tease, the game starts at 6 o'clock on ESPN3. You can listen to our coverage at 5.30 on GoCamels.com and WAW. Coach, nice job kicking us to break. Hey, you know, I, I used to do this too. Now, Evan, don't. We'll have to pull up the tape, bring it for you next week. <laughs> so for the head coach, Mike Minner, coming up on a decade here at Campbell, he gets ready to face his former squad in Liberty. Evan Budrovich signing off on this week in Campbell football.